Hi, this is United for Life, and in this podcast, we will be discussing everything related to Manchester United. So this includes um, match previews, um, performance of players, transfer news, um, everything to do with the manager, uh, press conference reactions, and everything to do with Man United. So in this podcast, we start off with how we should finish off um, how we should finish off with our lineup for the rest of uh, the season in the Premier League, FA Cup, and the Europa League. So in terms of the formation, I think we should go with four two three one, as that's what Oli has used throughout the season, and I think we should keep that um, so our form is consistent. Um, so let's start with the goalkeeper. So that should be an easy one. So David De Gea for me has to go in. Um, as he started pretty much all of the games in the Premier League. And even though fans have had some concern about his form, uh, especially as he made huge errors in certain games, but I think he still deserves to start. Um, but you never know in the future. Dean Henderson is looking good. So, he might challenge um, De Gea. But let's see what happens to Dean Henderson. Um, I think he would remain with Sheffield United on loan for the rest of this season. But let's see what happens next season. So Oli has a big de- decision there. Um, okay, so let's go to the back line now. So in terms of the centre-back partnership, uh, I would say Maguire and Lindelof. Even though Lindelof and Maguire um, don't complement each other as they're both slow, uh, I would say because they've been uh, they've been a partnership for major- majority of the season, um, they should start uh, to keep that backline secure. Um, and in terms of the left back, I would go with Luke Shaw. Even though Brandon Williams has challenged Luke Shaw, I, th- I feel uh, Luke Shaw is better defensively, and Brandon Williams will learn um, along the way. So I'll put uh, Luke Shaw there, and right right hand side. No questions, Aaron Wan-Bissaka. As people call him, he's a Spider-Man. Yeah, his legs, he knows how to tackle. Um, he kept Sterling on lock on that side when we played Man City uh, three times this season. And so that's no question, Wan-Bissaka has to start on the right. Okay, so moving on to the midfield now. So this is where it's very tricky to pick the three midfielders to choose from. As... Fred has been, okay, I'll, I'll go through each of the midfielders and say why they have a, why they deserve to, um, start. So in terms of Fred, he's been the most improved player of the season. As he didn't start off well, um, and he wasn't starting, uh, as much. But I think as, as the season went on, um, Pogba got an injury, long-term injury. Um, and there was, there was more chances for him. Um, he, he took the opportunity. And now he's one of the fan fan favorites. So he has a question of whether uh, he should start or not. But um, okay, so in terms of Matic, so Matic, um, very experienced um, specialist for CDM role. Um, he didn't really um, start off well as well. Um, there was even links with him moving to Italy um, in the January transfer window, but. During that period, he, he was on a good run of four. Um, and right now, even before the coronavirus, he was very, he's key to our, um, key to our uh, performance. So 
that's why he should start. He has a um, reason to start. Uh, in terms of Pogba and McTominay, so they've both been on quite... Okay, Pogba's been on the most uh, lengthiest injury this season, but McTominay's been out for two to three months as well. So they've both been... Uh, been here, uh, they've, they've both been um, in and out, so it's, it's a tricky one. Um, do you put Pogba straight in um, as he's one of the best players in the world, world-class player, but fans are questioning whether he should start or not, so that's a tricky one to choose from. And in terms of Bruno Fernandes, what a signing, um, a brilliant signing, already got, uh, I think, three goals and four assists, which is superb, um, superb um, start with so I would say so in the 4-2-3-1 so in the number 10 I would put Bruno Fernandes as he has shown in the you know, last um, last few games before the lockdown what a player he is he can do long range passing he can he can um, he's a good set, set piece specialist um, he links well with Mata uh, Fred and most of the team uh, most of the players so that's no question. So Bruno Fernandes in the number 10. Now in the two, uh, so this is a tricky one. So what I would do is I would have Pogba and Matic. So the reason why I would have Matic is because he would be the holding midfielder and I think he's the specialist holding midfielder in our team and we don't really have a CDM. That's why I would put him in and he's very experienced and recent form has shown that he's, um, he's ready to go. So I think Matic would go in there. And Pogba, so that's the one where it's 50-50. But I would go in with Pogba because just look at his attributes. He's a world-class player. I'll put him in that um, with the, in, in the two because his long-range passing is immense. Okay, I think he will be better than Bruno's. That's why I would put him just behind Bruno and Bruno's uh, better in the number 10 position. That's that's what would be my midfield uh, three. So let's see what Oli picks. And you never know, it might be those three. Um, starting together. Okay, so now moving on to the front three. So I'll say the striker position and the left wing picks itself. So Anthony Martial, he he would be the no, uh, striker. I would say he slots into that number nine position. Um, very good number nine. Um, can can come behind um, to support to support the midfield. Uh, drop deep, sorry. Um, to get the ball, you know, play pass out wide, um, very good, um, very efficient in front of goal as well. Uh, if chances are created for him, or even he can create chances himself as well. Um, and in terms of left wing, Marcus Rashford will have to go in because I think on the wing um, we've struggled without Marcus Rashford, and I think Marcus Rashford is key. Um, before the sea, um, before he got injured, um, he was on a good run of form. And I think um, this season is having his uh, best season in terms of goals and assists. So he needs to start, no doubt about that. So in terms of right wing, so most fans are, and I would go as well with, uh, is Dan James. Even though there have been links with him um, going out on loan, um, but I think those rumours are not uh, correct. And the sources are not, I don't think they're reliable sources. Um, but I would start Dan James. Okay, the reason why I would start Dan James is um, his pace is electrifying, um, and I think he will be he will, he will challenge uh, whoever's um, on the wings, um, say for the Spurs game, so Vertonghen or 
think Danny Rose has gone to Newcastle on loan. Um, but even overall for the season, I think Dan James would be, um, he would um, make it difficult for fullbacks. So I would start Dan James. Um, another option could be Mason Greenwood as well. But I just feel like um, he's not suited for that right wing position because he's more of a central um, player, so striker. Um, so therefore, I'll start um, um, Dan James. And that would be my front three. Um, so, and because um, uh, I think there, there's nine subs you can have um, for the squad. So there's enough. Um, so you can make, uh, sorry, you can make five substitutions um, and you can have nine um, players listed in your squad. So the ma- majority of the squad will be there. So say if you wanted to bring Martial off, you could bring Igalo on. Uh, you could bring Greenwood on. Um, Angel Gomez on. I think Angel Gomez is key um, as well because he hasn't been given a chance. And I think if he doesn't um, get minutes uh, before the end of the season, then uh, he might not sign the contract. So I think this is key for him. Um, you've got Tahir Chong as well. Um, in terms of Jesse Lingard and Pereira, I think they would get like 10 or 5, five to 10 minutes, but it looks like they're probably leaving. Um, who else? But I wouldn't, I wouldn't really change the back line as you, as you want to keep a, the momentum going. You just don't want to bring the center back in. But uh, let's see how it goes. But that's how I would line up for the, end, for the rest of the season. 4 2 3 1. Um, safest formation to play. No, I don't want Oli to, I don't want to see any diamonds in that, um, formation. Um, because uh, as you can see from the Everton game, it was horrendous. So no diamonds. Um, and we haven't really played 4-3-3. So yeah, so I think 4-2-3-1 would be the most preferred. So anyway, um, that's what I would go with. So yeah. For the second part of this podcast, I'm going to go through the fixed list. Um, so I'll go through every single match and predict whether we'll win, draw or lose. Um, and also, um, also go through what I feel, um, would be a good end to the season and where we would finish. Uh, and then also look at the cup competitions as well. So let's start off with, uh, the Spurs game. So I'll give, um, for my, um, next podcast, um, Next week, probably the day before the uh, match starts, I'll go through the match preview for the Spurs game. But for now, um, I'm just going to predict what I think will happen. So in terms of the Spurs game, I think it's going to be a tight game because Spurs have got um, their key players back like Bergwijn, uh, Son, um, Harry Kane, which they wouldn't have had before the lockdown. I think we would have comfortably won 4 or 5 nil before the lockdown. But now it's a different game. But I still feel if uh, the players um, have done uh, good training sessions uh, and keep up the momentum that they left off with, I think we should beat them. But I think it will be a tight game, so I'm going to go with 2-1. So I, I feel like we will beat Spurs. Uh, the next game after that on on Wednesday is um, Sheffield, Sheffield United. Okay, So that's another key game. Um, so if we can beat Spurs and Sheffield United, that will be key to us getting to top four as we're gonna, as there are close challenges for the top four. So we need to, if you can beat them, that means they're, they've dropped points and we're gonna create a bigger margin. So I think those two key games are key. And in terms of Sheffield United, um, their fans are, um, instrumental to their performances as they really back them. Um, so without fans, I think they're gonna struggle a bit. Um, so I feel we'll beat them. So I'll probably say, 
two nil. Uh, we will probably keep a clean sheet as well. Um, and then on the twenty seventh of June, so I think that's on a Saturday. Um, we've got uh, Norwich City uh, in the FA Cup quarterfinals. Now I feel like uh, I feel like we can win the FA Cup. The main challenges will probably be Man City as always. Um, but I think we should easily beat um, Norwich City. Um, okay, so the next one after that, so it's a Premier League game. So on the 30th of June, uh, we've got Brighton. So it's a uh, midweek uh, game. Okay, Brighton, they're, I think they're close to the relegation. So, um, even though Brighton have got um, a good playing style, so under their manager, they've played pretty good. Uh, but I don't think they're really getting results. Um, so, I think we should um we should beat Brighton. But mm, but we haven't really done well within with the lower teams. But because of the run of form we're in, I think we can beat Brighton. So yeah. So we should get three points against Brighton. Um who's next? So the next one is Bournemouth. Okay, Bournemouth, they're really struggling. They I think they're in the relegation zone at the moment. Uh, so we should beat them as well. Then we go Aston Villa, Southampton, Crystal Palace. Those three, we have to win to get those nine points. Okay, I think we have to because they're they clubs which are mid table and lower. Well, Aston Villa, they're they're fighting for relegation. Uh, the bad thing out for relegation, sorry. So we should beat them. Um, and the last game is Leicester City. I think that's a key game because if we win that. It closes the gap um, from them to uh, five points because they're currently on fifty-three and we're on forty-five points. So if we beat them, that might be key for to us getting top four. But realistically, I just said that we're going to win every game, but I know that probably that's not possible. So I would say if we mm, probably we might drop uh, probably I I don't think we're going to drop points against Spurs, but there is a possibility as it's the first game back. And fitness is not 100%. So I think from the first two games, we might drop one or two points. Um, and then we might drop one, one or two more points against a lower team, like maybe unexpected outcome. Um, but the last, the key one is Leicester City. We have to beat Leicester City. Okay. Now I'll quickly go through the Europa League. So, uh, in the first leg against, um, Lask, uh, we, we comfortably beat them 5-0. So I think we'll go through. Uh, to the quarterfinals, but in terms of um, winning the Europa League, I think um, it will be it be really good if we can win the Europa League, as it that means Oli can win the trophy in his first full season, uh, which would be very good, um, and the fans would be extremely delighted. Um, but in looking at uh, who's left, like a big the big boys, so in terms of so we got Bayer Leverkusen, very good side. Um, Havertz is their main man, so I think they're going to be a danger. Uh, you go into Milan as well. Uh, they'll probably go through against Getafe, and by Leverkusen will go through against Rangers. Um, you got Wolfsburg. Mm, I don't, I don't think there will be a challenge, but yeah. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Very, I think there will be a challenge. Um, you know, they've got Adama Traore, Goral Jimenez, Giamatino, Ruben Neves. Very good side, mainly with Portuguese players. Um, Eintracht Frankfurt against FC uh, Basel. Um, I think Frankfurt will go through, but I don't think there will be a challenge. We've got FC Copenhagen. Um, no, 
and Roma against Sevilla. Mm, I don't think there will really be a challenge, but you never know. But I think we, with the teams left, we should be able to win the Europa League. So, so we're definitely going to go through to the quarterfinals. But let's see how far we can go in the Europa League and the FA Cup. Now, moving on. So, what do I? What would be a good ending to the um, season? So, I think if we can get, so we have to get a top four. Uh, if we get third position, that's even better. But if you, get, I think most likely we'll get fourth position based on our recent form. Uh, so that's the Premier League. And in terms of the Europa League, I think we can go all the way. I actually, I actually believe we can go all the way. So I think we can win the Europa League. And in terms of the FA Cup, I think we will get to the final. But I think Manchester City uh, might probably just edge it. Um, but yeah, that's what I predict um, uh, ending of the season will be. But yeah, so let's see what happens. Okay, so for the final part of this podcast, uh, I'm going to talk about the summer transfer window and who Manchester United could possibly sign um, this summer. So as as uh, most most fans know, Manchester United always get linked to so many players, and most of them are actually irrelevant. Um, but realistically, um, so in terms of the priorities, so I would say number one for Manchester United is um, Jadon Sancho. I think we've been crying out for a right winger for so many years, and I think we can fill that position. Um, so we need to fill that position. Sorry. So I think that's our priority for this summer. Um, in terms of the price, I think even though Dortmund are demanding over 100 million, uh, I think um, based on the market for this summer, uh, due to the coronavirus, I think we can get him for 80 to 90 million. I don't think we will pay more than that. Um, so yes, that's Jadon Sancho. Uh, in terms of midfield, I think we will get a midfield player. I think uh, we'll probably go for a central attacking midfielder. Um, just, just in case if Bruno Fernandes gets injured, so we have a backup. Um, so in terms of links, there's links with Jack Grealish, um, Donny van der Beek. Um, so yeah, I think most likely we'll get Jack Grealish as, um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer would want to play it safe. Um, and, uh, Jack Grealish is proven in the Premier League, whereas Van der Beek is not proven. So it, it, there might be a risk, even though it would cost more to get Jack Grealish. But I think we might get Jack Grealish. And in terms of a young star, so uh, Jude Bellingham plays for my, uh, Birmingham City. Uh, 16 years old, very, uh, very talented player. Um, has played quite a, a lot of games for the uh, championship. So I think this is one of the generational talents. If you can get him, um, it will be very good for Manchester United for the future. Um, and the future will look good with how many young players we have. So I think we need to, um, in terms of the challenges, I think Dortmund are, want to sign him as well. So uh, we need to get him. Um, who else? I don't think we'll get a striker as we've um, got Igalo on loan until um, next January 2021. Um, so I don't think we'll um, buy a striker. Um, so what I would prefer for this summer window would be Jaden Sancho definitely, um, and probably probably a um, another midfielder like Van der Beek or Grealish, and a Jude Bellingham. And if if you get a Jude, uh, Jude Bellingham, that's another plus. It's another bonus. If you get three players, I'll be really happy. But if you get two, I'll still be happy. Uh, so Jaden Sancho must and uh, Grealish or Van der Beek plus a Bellingham. 
Um, but most fans really uh, want to see us with this um, CDM, especially CDM like MDD or Thomas Porter. Even I would want one as well. Because we don't really have a very good specialist CDM as Fred and McTominay are not CDMs, they're box to box midfielders. So we should really be targeting a CDM, but I don't think we'll do that this summer. So probably maybe next summer. Um, so yeah, so that's what I would, um, have for this summer. So I'm going to wrap up episode one now. Uh, hope you guys have enjoyed, um, this video. This, this was my first podcast. So I will be um, upload. I will try my best to upload um, daily uh, on this po- um, on this po- uh, podcast. Um, so it will be every day, um, seven days a week, uh, hopefully. Um, so I'll just plug my socials. So you can follow my Instagram page. So it's it's solely a football page. Um, so it's football underscore entertainment underscore nineteen ninety nine. Um, so I've used 1999 because that's the year Man United won the treble. So it's a very historic year for us. So that's why I've used 1999. So I'll just say it again. So football underscore entertainment underscore 1999. So it's quite long. Um, so you can follow me there on Instagram. Um, I'll appreciate much of the support. Um, so yeah. And in terms of the key message as well, um, just to remind everyone is to stay alert, control the virus and save lives. Thank you very much for watching the first um, podcast. Hope to see you soon.